Hey, this is Aaliyah Henry, host of the Charity Talk Show on Fishbowl Radio Network. Check out the show every Tuesday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time in the Blue Stream. Expect to hear about nonprofits, philanthropy, and how to help impact the community. Don't miss out. Charity Talk with Aaliyah Henry. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Good afternoon, and you are listening to Charity Talk with Aaliyah Henry. I'm your host, and I'm excited to be back in the studio. I am actually nursing a little bit of laryngitis, so please bear with me today um, as I'm nursing this cold. (laughs) What I'm going to call it. It's kind of funny. I usually get it about once a year, and uh, it kind of hit me a little bit earlier today, so... Um, But I'm excited to be on the air. I've really missed you guys last week, so I couldn't go two weeks (laughs) without seeing y'all. But I'm back, and uh, we'll get get ourselves going today. Um, We have got a one wet, rainy day here in Texas. Um, Again, we are live from Arlington, not too far from Six Flags. And just uh, shy of the Dallas Cowboys, home of the Dallas Cowboys uh, Stadium, which is right. Um, actually, we can actually see it from here. So, Lanita and Heather, if you guys are looking that way, you can actually see it from here, which is kind of yeah. pretty cool. Okay. So, um, you know, great views, a little cloudy, a little damp, but we are making it work. Um, I will definitely say I'm so excited it's not snow. <laughs> Yes, we'll take it. So, I know. we. I am so taking this weather. Um, you know, it's it's all good. It's all good. I was uh, raised in the Midwest uh, where we had plenty of snow, but I'm, I will tell you, I, I will not trade it for the world. Um, so I've got an exciting show today. Um want to introduce you all to The Heart House. Yay. And my guests today are Lanita Dunlap. She is the Chief Executive Officer. Hi, Lanita. Hi, Aaliyah. We're Hi. so excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited to Yay. see you. <laughs> and we also have Heather Bolstridge. Hi, Heather. Hey, thanks for having us. And Heather is the Director of Outreach. And so Heart House has been around for a little bit. Um, I'm going to have Lanita talk a little bit about the Heart House. She's no stranger to Charity Talk. However, there is so much exciting things going on um, at the agency. And I always think it's good to bring our nonprofit professionals um, back to find out what's going on, what their needs are, what what events are happening, how we in the community can get involved And what are some of the things that are really key and important uh, to their pulse point, to their everyday pulse point? What's going on at Heart House and how can we really get along? And so it's really, really um, good. Um, Obviously, it's always exciting to have, um, you know, it's so funny because a lot of people have asked me, you know, oh, they're, you know, where are the men in nonprofit space? You know what? There are plenty of men working in our nonprofit space, but a lot of the women are out, out here front and center and uh, really showing out and showing up. And so I'm really excited to see so many women in leadership roles, in positions. It is not enough. There, We still have a lot of work to do um, as it comes to uh, women leadership in our nonprofit communities. And so I'm always happy to feature anyone in those leadership capacities. And then also our volunteers, philanthropists, and people that just want to get excited about what we're doing in the community. So we're shouting out to, for girl power today because <laughs> we got girl power Ball going babes. on in the studio. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with Lanita. And, uh, you know, welcome again. Thank you for answering the call and wanting to partner with Charity Talk to come on the show and talk about all the things that are going on. Um, but give our listeners a little background about you, Lanita, mm-hmm. um, as it relates to uh, you personally. Hi, Aaliyah. So <laughs> I'm Lanita, everybody. And f- first of all, let me just tell you, I'm extremely blessed. I think that 
sometimes we just don't take time to celebrate, celebrate life, celebrate just who we are. Mm -hmm. And I'm originally from Chicago, so I'm a Midwest girl as well. I moved here 12 years ago to pursue Dallas Seminary. And honestly, just my dreams took off from there. So um, I have a background. I have a lot of degrees, y'all, like not because I'm bragging. It's just that I, I love school and I, I didn't want to admit that, but then I just realized I love school. I actually love learning. I don't want to like school. So let me make that, that, that correction. I hate doing papers. But at any rate, um, I've been working in nonprofits for almost 20 years. And so I just I just love it. I think it's the third sector is very powerful. And I'm happy to be an advocate and a leader in the third sector. I think that we don't talk about it enough. I think we don't do a we need to give more credit because as a private and government kind of figure out what they need to do and their priorities, um, the third sector has always been there, really knocking out, uh, filling in that gap, leading. And so it's been an honor and a privilege to dedicate my life to public service and to be a leader in the, in the third sector. So I'm married to Garland, the love of my life, and we have a son named Luke who really keeps us on our toes. He's seven now. And uh, all that is wrapped up into my love and heart for learning, my love and heart for making certain that people get what they need. And that really brought me to Heart House. When I came on board four years ago, Heart House was not in the best of shape, um, not because the kids weren't there, but I think our mission was just not aligned with the clients that we served. As we started to do more research and leadership and determined that, hey, wait a minute, when you look at refugee children and really understand what they bring to the table, you recognize the need to just... Uh, provide a tailored program designed with them in mind so four years basically four years ago four years eight months ago I can't say it right but anyway over four years ago how about that um we revamped our programming to really focus on mental health refugee children in the after school space and it's just been this cool journey of bringing along experts like Heather and others Robin shout out to Robin shout out to Lexi shout out to Sadari and Priscilla but to all our leaders and experts who are doing the work who have a passion for refugee children and families that recognize the importance that look if you speak multiple languages in my book you are a genius the reality of it is, is that our kids are coming into the school systems ill-equipped because we're so focused on them acclimating to our culture and to learn English and figure it out but we're not successfully acculturating them they, they need to learn like we should embrace their cultures and at the same time recognize that we give them the tools to navigate. But before we can help them navigate, we have to deal with their mental health, meaning dealing with the fact that they have PTSD, anxiety, uh, just trauma due to war and things of that nature. So I'm just excited to be an advocate uh, to help folks who are de dealing with harm and be that safe space. And I think that, you know, I just feel extremely blessed that I get to be a part of people's stories. And um, part of just how God has created me is that I tend to be so, a place and a person that uh, that people can just come to me and uh, lay those burdens down. And I hope that I can honor them by helping to advocate for more access to mental health, um, <clears throat> community development, and being able to, because I think when you think of mental health, you think of the clinical side, but you don't think about the community development models that we need to advocate for, that we need to um, actually create so it can be accessible for all people. That's wonderful. You know, it's so interesting. And I just want to kind of interject, you know, the the energy at Heart House is amazing. You know, um, I've had an opportunity to participate with a field trip mm -hmm. um, with some of the students, not some of the students, a lot of the students. Um, and then also um, had an opportunity to uh, collect socks and give back. And, you know, certainly when you get involved and you kind of and you can listen and you've just heard five dialects, you know, in the last hour, it is amazing. Um, and it's amazing to see the support that they're given. And it's almost like, you know, it's normal and that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. But it oftentimes is not. And so certainly kudos to you and your team, because, again, every time that I have been in the presence of the children, of volunteers, of the staff, um, it's really a rewarding experience. Thanks. Um, but then also that takeaway um, for me that lets 
you know, the why. Mm -hmm. And why is it so important that we're all involved, even if it may not touch you directly? And so, but it is, it's a community issue. So it is our problem as a community. And so thank you for being an advocate. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. And Heather, I, I'm excited to have you on. So Heather is, again, she, um, Heather Bolstridge is the Director of Outreach for the Hard House, and it's her first time here at Charity Talk. So welcome. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Hard House. Um, I moved to Texas about two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, I'm from Georgia. Okay, I can hear that so, southern yeah, draw there. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> so it comes out every once in a while. <laughs> so yeah, um, my background is in like my undergrads in child and family studies with a concentration in child development. Um, I've worked on five continents uh, doing missions work. I have such a passion for the nations. Um, I love different cultures. I'm actually a student right now at DTS getting my uh, master's of cross-cultural ministry. Um, and it's been such a privilege to be able to take what I'm learning there and apply it to my job on a daily basis as we work with so many cultures and so many different mm -hmm. countries. Um, it's so great that like God gave me that wonderful ability and gift to apply what I learned. Um, and just love that aspect. But I also just have a heart for working with uh, trauma, like people who've dealt with trauma and walked through really difficult things. And I love that we take the two things and figure out how to help and serve best. Because it's not like, oh, let us just pour stuff into you and leave you alone. We want to come along and do this with them and do life with them and help them grow as they're adjusting to a new culture and dealing with their trauma and learning a new language. Like there's so many factors that come into play that's so hard for us to understand mm -hmm. because we've never experienced it. It's one thing just to deal with your trauma, but then to deal with your trauma in a language you don't know is totally different. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'll agree, I, I agree with that. And, um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here and, um, talk a little bit about, uh, your role as at the outreach director. Cause I think one of the things that a lot of the community don't understand is that a lot of times our nonprofits um, are small in number. We're mighty in power, right? Uh, but we're small in number. And it takes a lot of individuals to really make the wheels of that nonprofit agency work. And sometimes we're dealing with small capacities of staff. Um, and, you know, in your agency is a small to medium sized agency. Um, and so certainly under 25 people, that's a small agency with, with a lot of um, pieces to move. Talk a little bit about your role as director of outreach. What do you like about it? And what are some of your roles and tasks? Yeah, so it's relatively new um, position for us at Heart mm -hmm. House. We saw the need to engage the community more. Um, and so Lenita talked to me about it. And, of course, I was like, yes, because it gives me an opportunity to build relationships because I love relationship building. That's one of my passions. Um, and so part of my job is actually going out and getting to know our parents um, and engaging them more, getting to know um, our kids' schools better, building those connections and making a stronger connection with them, mm -hmm. but also just being that bridge between the community and Hart House okay. um, because they know we're there, uh, but we want to be able to have a louder voice within the community to show them that we're there to help, that we're there to offer services that we're there to do life with them versus just an after-school program. And community is so important, you know. Yes. Um, you can always have your family and your direct family, but having the community to support each family is really key, mm -hmm. even as it relates to, you talk a little bit about um, your after-school program. Lanita, share with the listeners a little bit about how that after-school program works and the impact for the children. Man, Leah, this is like the best part of my job, just being out there and promoting and talking about the work that we do. So again, the, the focus is mental health, refugee children, and after-school space. So what does that actually mean? Well, what that means from three to six is that kids are having fun. So when you think of mental health, you typically think of something clinical or something where they're in some closed room sharing their feelings. Well, here's the thing. When you are dealing with so many different cultures, you cannot do it that way. We do have students who are um, pulled out, about 14 students or so, who are doing some therapy. But typically, a lot of the work that we do is in groups, and we're doing basically implementing and, and incorporating 
integrating social emotional learning throughout every single aspect. So fall of 2014, we really say, you know what, how can we really deal with the trauma? Because the research talks about it. But how can we do it in a way that's fun, that's inviting, that makes everyone more mindful of the various cultures? That way these kids don't have to feel like they are sticking out, but they can fit in. And we're creating an environment where everybody gets to know everyone and they're challenged uh, against their their, their their cultural norms, their challenge to think through just a lot of uh, just things that they thought were normal. Like, for example, just the machismo attitudes that sometimes some of the cultures come from, that shame, that honor and shame culture, some of those different things that we really deal with as a staff and as a team and as a community. I think the other piece of it is that on any given day, I mean, we do birthday parties, we do drives, all those type of things where people can get involved. But when you come to the site, we have our volunteers come in as teaching assistants. And so they get to come alongside our paid staff being able to support our kids. And so we do everything in small group work. We have partners like the DMA, uh, the, the Dallas Museum of Art, and SMU who come in. They also provide their services and a really good opportunity for them to help, again, bringing expertise. Like our model is how do we bring expertise? expertise into our classroom spaces and they kind of adopt a hard house way and our way is a tailored approach to serving our children designed you know our h3 program which is head heart and hands is designed with them in mind so we take care of their academics we deal with the heart which is the social emotional learning and the mindfulness and the counseling and all those pieces and also the hands which is outreach which is making certain that any type of resource that we're needing for the kids we're able to get um being able to teach them about entrepreneurship teaching them about some of those life skills or just going to the movies and having love and leads for love and leads meaning we get to spend some time like staff will two or three staff members to hang out with two or three kids to get that personal just that time because you realize that in order to do this particular work it's the relationships like heather said if we're not building effective relationships you can have the best program in the world but kids won't come and so and if it's not fun kids won't come so a lot of what we do and, and the beauty of being in an after school space and not really having some like parent organization is that we're able to adjust um go along so we just had a meeting yesterday where we were saying you know what we need to figure out how to incorporate more fun like now we have this robust program but we don't want to lose sight of the fact that hey we are after school so in order to do that we're thinking of just how to create just more play because research talks about how play is just so um therapeutic and fun especially with kids who have dealt with so much trauma like they've been into a school day and this is no uh you know They've been into a school day all like for six hours. The last thing they need is to to extend that school day. So our goal is to say, okay, how do we wrap up what we do and still have quality and at the same time do it where it's fun? So that's really what it boils down to. So when you come to Heart House, everybody that comes and volunteers, they typically walk away saying, oh, my God, I had so much fun. I mean, I just haven't did that in a long time or just to play with the kids. They're so sweet. They're so nice. They're so inviting. They're so warm. I said, yep, that's every single day. And so we are privileged and very honored that these children allow us to come into their lives. Um, I'm just thrilled. One of the things that we just did over this past uh December as we rebranded and I'm just excited about that I know you guys I have to show y'all they brought me a shirt I'm really excited so I can rep the heart house as well yes rep it well rep it well well. so if when I come by or if I'm just wherever I will have it on so I definitely will will rep my my heart house talk a little bit about the need and the want to rebrand because the other thing about rebranding and I think most entrepreneurs business owners understand it but it's a lot right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're having does the first thing that people says is like what's going on Mm -hmm. is something happening did something you know Mm -hmm. you know they always think negatively sometimes but then you know when I'm looking at I am looking at the the uh the new brand as it relates to the old brand and i don't have anything old that's up so that i could show that i could show our listeners that are watching us online but talk about it is so drastically different Mm -hmm. when i first saw it i just my heart melted Mm -hmm. but talk about your vision Mm -hmm. and your board's vision for the new look 
Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this. Um, shout out to Matchfire. So Matchfire is a wonderful partner of ours, Brian Powell and the amazing team. I don't even want to say all the names, but like Kelly, Susan, Sarah, mm-hmm. and all the guys who work at Matchfire, they are phenomenal. Um, Shida, one of our board members, said, hey, Lanita, if I didn't go and be a part of what you all were doing, the website and just everything mm-hmm. that's on the outside just doesn't really represent well. That was okay. good feedback. And she gave that to us in the spring of last year. Okay. So when we shared that with Brian and Kelly and some of the other staff members at Matchfire, he said, okay, let's do something about it. So we went through, you know, the survey, having staff being surveyed, board members being surveyed, the community being surveyed, and really talking about the work that that we did and it's so great when you can hire professionals thankfully uh, Matchfire donated this service to us they do have nonprofit rates so if you're looking for an amazing partner I highly recommend them because they don't do cookie cutter work they focus on really learning the essence of your work mm-hmm. and it, it just became conversation after conversation and I'm gonna tell you this process was so amazing because literally what they created Everybody was on board with the brand. Like it's the first time that I've ever been through something like this where everyone agreed on the same logo, That's the awesome. same messaging. Like, it, and it's because Brian and Kelly and their team and Susan, they did a fantastic job of getting to know the heart behind Heart House. Yeah. And I think that when you rebrand, I think it's very important to say, okay, what's the essence of your organization? I mean, oftentimes with nonprofits, we're so busy dealing with the day-to-day well you're doing the work you're doing the yeah, work doing and so you're work. you kind of get your head down but I, I i'm so grateful for the process because it allowed us to really look forward and so it wasn't like anything was going on at the agency it was just more of getting feedback from a new board member that said hey i want to proudly represent and be a, a calm ambassador and really get out there to talk about what you all are doing and i honestly feel like what you all have right now though it's good it does doesn't really uh, encapsulate like it, it doesn't capture the heart of your work yeah. and that feedback I mean anybody that knows that's that knows huge that if you give me that type of feedback I'm like hey okay that's that means let's get us out of emergency room mode and really figure out how to specialize yeah. and so I felt like branding and marketing was something that we just needed to really focus on yeah. shout out to Sadari and Priscilla and our development marketing team staff members who really helped to work with Matchfire on that one-on-one I mean just the whole brand I mean we're getting cool new business cards, a whole new website coming up in April as well. Um, so again, partners like Matchfire, and again, I can't stress enough, you know, being able to partner with the corporate community who says, hey, you you are valuable. Like, I think that that to me, just knowing that they took the time, because sometimes when you get pro bono work, you kind of have people just kind of put you to the side. Exactly. But they treated us like a client. They took mm-hmm. care of us. Uh, they took time to listen, to meet staff members, to do the surveys, the same thing that they would do with any other client. And yeah. really the timeline, too. I mean, for us to have this conversation spring of last year and to be ready to launch this brand in December, like the board members and everybody was on board. Like Hollis, I remember her and Amanda hosting a kickoff. <laughs> and, you know, we you know just so everybody got involved. Um, we kicked it off at our Festival of Lights uh, last uh, December. December. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just everybody like 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 kind of your approach, like everybody saw it and was like, wait a minute, that's hard house yeah and so it really is helping us to to have this uh, chaos to calm movement and now we have this uh, culture that's all about us being calm ambassadors. And so in every aspect of what we do, we ask our stakeholders, how are you calm ambassadors? How are you supporting the work of Heart House? So whether you're bringing your time, talent, and treasure, you are a calm ambassador. So when you support us financially, you're helping us to do the work that we need to do. When, you know, My staff, as they're learning and developing and, and, and working those long hours, supporting their teams i mean i think about just for example robin's like hey i really want to make certain that my team gets the resources that they need can you know can we have these things i'm just excited that because of the rebrand and because of of our new messaging people are really resonating with it and it's making sense and so i felt like again grateful that we were able to take that feedback grateful that shida was um 
just excited to share that feedback. Um, and Brian and his team at Matchfire took us on. I think that um, it's just something that if you get an opportunity to do, you should definitely do it because I'm sitting alongside other nonprofit colleagues of mine. And when I hear them talk about their work and their mission, it takes them forever sometimes. And not, and not, and this is not me being critical, but I just recognize that again, because they're so ingrained in the work, they're never thinking, wait a minute, people outside of this, it's, it's too jargony. Like, what are you saying? What does that mean? And so it pushes us to really think simplistically uh, about our work, even though that's hard because you don't want to do that. But I think it's very important that we really say, okay, what's our external message to others? And when we talk about the fact that we're allowing kids to tell their stories in a way for them, like I'm reminded of a student and I'll just call her a mom, right? She's this beautiful girl where Literally, um, when we incorporated play therapy, you think of play therapy, most people may know what that is, but honestly, it was an opportunity for her to tell her story of loss. It was through play. It was through connecting with one of our therapists where she was able to say that she missed her daddy, that she missed, you know, these various different things. But when she was in school, they were ready to kick her out because of the fact that she was having such behavior issues and her family didn't know how to support her because they come from a culture where they respect authority, things of that nature. So they're looking at this baby girl like, hey, something's wrong with you. You need to get it together. Well, at Heart House, we said, look, be all of what you are, challenges and all, and we're going to love you. It's kind of like being able to love the hell out of somebody, right? Yeah. Like being able to love them in such a way that is like, okay, let's play with these toys. Through that play, we were able to really determine, hey, something's going on here. And because we had people who were professionals that know it, that can see it, they were able to draw those connections. It's things like that that we're able to do in a community accessible to them within their homes that we're able to do that and we're able to really provide the help that they need. And it's and that's what brings joy to our lives is knowing that we're able to do stuff like that. So this brand, when I think about just the whole part of it, it, the the brand helps to represent what we do in a very streamlined way. So if you look at the colors, I'll lift it up for you. No. Um, what we wanted to do <clears throat> is represent the diversity of our children. Okay. And at the same time, when you look at the letters, there's no real borders, which means the kids are just there's so much potential, right? Yeah. And they're breaking. They're they're not limited or bounded by any border. And mm-hmm. that's really what it represents is the diversity of our children from all around the world being able to thrive, being able to be boundless, um, and being able to just be loved extremely well. That's what it's about. So talk a little bit because, you know, it's always interesting. And I love um, being around children when, you know, just any time, number one. But when kids are, when they know that they are a part of something, so all the children there, you know, kind of know that it's hard house. Talk a little bit about what their thoughts were when, you know, they saw the new look and the new brand and shirts and staff and that kind of thing. Yeah, so the kids, um, they got their new sweatshirts for Festival of Lights, so they got them in December, and they were so excited. They love the colors. They love the new, like, sweatshirts. They love that they have hoods. It was a big thing for them. And Hoodies are important for exactly, right now. I don't know why. Apparently for kids. So they were so excited. And they still wear them all the time. Anytime it's like mm-hmm. today, a good portion of them are wearing their Heart House sweatshirt. Okay. Um, because they're just, they're proud of it. Um, they love being a part of Heart House because they're accepted and they're welcomed. And they know that they can come with their messes. And that there's always someone there who's willing to hear what's going on in their life and help them walk through that. Yeah, that's um, good. And so they, they view Heart House almost like their family, which is huge for like the culture piece for them because a lot of the cultures we work with are really relational. And so the in into that community is to build that relationship. Um, and that way we can model that with our kids is huge. And that helps us engage our parents because they see that we understand how big of relationships are. And we can do that with them as well. So it's just like, it's just been great and really exciting to watch our kids. That's good. I always love to see change. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand that you have to have change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, no matter what stage, whether it's a business, nonprofit, family, you have to make changes to move forward. Um, and so it's really good to see just, and I think I've been around the heart house for at least the last five years. Mm-hmm. 
or more. And so it's good to just see that stair steps of, um, I just kind of call it rebirth, you Mm -hmm. know, every Mm -hmm. step of the way, Mm -hmm. which is so nice. And um, certainly, and I know Lanita just from an executive, an executive state in her role, um, and a lot of times for leaders, it's very hard to um, embrace, have everybody to embrace change Mm -hmm. and to be able to be in a situation where you have board members that are willing to share their thoughts and they're candid, but everybody is open and willing, willing to take a look at some things because there's a lot of times where you've got groups, communities, families that say, well, no, we've always done it this way. Mm -hmm. So we're going to keep it this way. And so sometimes that will stagnate your organization and to see where you are today to be able to have a really strong group of board members Mm -hmm. and staff and volunteers to work together to push this agency forward is huge. So kudos to you. Thank you. I mean, I have to shout out to our board. I mean, led by Richard Mills of Austin Bridge and Road. He's Mm -hmm. the president there. Um, Our board chair and just our board members, they're doing an exciting job. They're thrilled. They, um, they're just passionate about this work. So again, you know, when I, I have tons of vision, tons of ideas, but honestly, it's, it's not going to go forward if, if I don't get their support. Yep. And so recognizing just the partnership that Richard and I have that extends to the executive committee and all our other, you know, committees. I mean, we just had a program committee last week and led by Hollis, uh, Lando and John Hasley. Like again, they just, they love this work. And I think that that's what's so cool is, when you're connecting with like-minded individuals that see it, um, like they're not just offering expertise. They come to the sites, they volunteer. And I think because they do that, it, it, like it allows them to actually offer constructive feedback exactly. and ideas. Cause sometimes you can, I mean, you know, like, you know, this work, sometimes you get just ideas from all over, but when somebody can say, Hey, you know what? I love what you all do. And your brand doesn't match that. That's huge. I mean, so again, shout out to Shida, uh, just with her work. Uh, Her name is Shida Sharifi of of Sharifi Law Firm. And again, she does amazing work within the community. But to extend her work to support us and to give us that feedback, I think, is crucial. And then again, I think one of the things that we're learning as an organization, we just like we also had a rebrand last year, but we also expanded. So we added 100 additional students in fall of last year. we are learning a lot. And at the same time, we're extremely, uh, extremely blessed and fortunate that we're coming alongside, you know, more kids and their stories. What's interesting about our new site, again, at the Northwest Community Center. So shout out to Liz, Justin and John um, at the Northwest Community Center and Ruth and Sam as well. And Julie, they do a phenomenal job of loving our neighbors. Uh, they are the ones who helped us, you know, phrase uh, the, coin that term, you know, loving our neighbors, because, again, that's really what they are. I think that we make it more difficult than it has to be but they have this amazing work already going on at the community center and they said hey Lanita you all do such a great job with after school would you take over our program so through conversations and all of that we were able to just come together and fall of last year we expanded and I think uh being able to serve this additional 100 students have been a, has been a joy of all of our lives. We're also learning that the, that, that the things that we do at our, our uh, former sites or, or our current sites, we have to approach it differently at our newer sites because sure. that's the beauty of us and our tailorized program is that you have to think through what works for the children. So a lot of the kids at the Northwest site, they've never had any uh, trauma support type work. Okay. And because they haven't had that, you recognize that they're just dysregulated and there's just a lot that we need to do. So we accept the challenge. And at the same time, the beauty of it is that we're able to really come alongside as a team and think creatively on how to serve these particular children. That's the beauty of our Head, Heart, Hands program. We tailor it to the kids. So we have the flexibility within our work to determine what makes sense for each site, what makes sense for each kid. Um, and we do that with amazing team members and the way that we restructured our program as well. We do that. And so again, 
we recognize just the beauty of the collective spirit being able to bring together our internal stakeholders as well as our external stakeholders and um, aligning them with the mission to become ambassadors. I think that once we kind of put up, put that all together, together, it helped to really align everyone. And I think that everyone now sees themselves as how can I contribute to the culture of Heart House? If I say that I'm a calm ambassador, in what way can I do that? And I think that it helps partners wanting, you know, wanting to support better. It helps uh, the staff want to step up and serve in their roles and it helps me as a CEO to really think how to lead better uh, strategically and really align with that I think something that you said earlier I think really resonated with me because you know when I first started out with this or with this agency we were just in a position where it was hand to mouth you just didn't know um I mean, just where the next grant or whatever was going to come through. And, 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 and I love being transparent because I think being able to refine our, our message, being able to uh, grow our grants program, making certain that the program makes sense, being able to hire professionals and expertise. Those are the things that we had to do to build capacity. Those are the things that we had to do to make certain that these kids get the best because the same thing in the same way that I would advocate for my son, Luke, is the same way that I advocate for these children. When I see these kids struggling, I want us to provide the best. That's really what my heartbeat is. And that's what we've been able to do over these last almost five years is think about what we need, what's the best and how to pursue the best. And so you had those growing pains. I mean, I've had some people come and go. Um, I've had uh, board members come and go. And I think that that's just being real honest. Sometimes you have to. Uh, streamline and really get everybody aligned and focused. And I think nonprofits don't talk about that, but I think it's real. I think it's real work. Um, you have to make tough decisions. You have to take great risk, not risk just for risk sake, but calculated risk. And that's what, that's what leadership is about. And I, I think that if we didn't do those things, you wouldn't see Heart House where it is today. But because of those calculated things, putting together a vision, executing a plan, now we are turning the tide where as we get excited for our 20th year, we're able to really put some foundation down to really say, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate this work. Let's celebrate how we've streamlined to be, you know, mental health focused for refugee children doing out of school space. That's great. Share a little bit about our the mental health resources that are available to the children that are being served at Heart House. Yeah, so um, what's really exciting is we just launched our counseling services in the fall, um, and it's already grown quite a bit, uh, which is really exciting. I think we were, I don't remember how many ser- we served last year. It was less than 10, and now we're serving up to 15 kids. Okay. Um, all of our counseling services for, is free for our kids. So if our teachers think that a student may need counseling, um, they come and talk to Robin. She's the director of behavioral health, um, and she just gives them a form, and uh, the form goes home. It's a consent form. The parents can fill it out, and if it's all good to go, the kids can start counseling. Um, We also do nurture groups, um, which is like a life skills group kind of a thing, Um, and so that's for our kids who we see need some extra help, and we're able to put them in these life skills classes where they get to learn more relational skills. Mm. Um, while also kind of working through some of their trauma because trauma happens within relationships, so it has to be repaired in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have an in-house curriculum that has been created by our SEL specialist, um, Olivia. She's awesome. Olivia, we love you. Right. Hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's writing our curriculum for that. And so that is also just taking our kids through the stair-step model. So like last year they really focused on Regulation, learning how to regulate their emotions. Because when you have trauma and you walk through difficult things, you don't know how to do that. You know, as soon as your lid is flipped, you're all over the place. Um, And so just teaching them techniques like breathing and um, just walking away from the situation for a little bit and taking some time to calm down, whether that's like playing with silly putty or coloring a picture or holding a stuffed animal, um, that gives them opportunities to calm down. So like in all of our sites, we have calm spaces. They're designated for that, and our kids know that. So if they come in and had a really bad day at school, they'll go straight mm-hmm. to that calm space and just kind of chill out and take a few minutes. And That's when they're good. ready to talk to a teacher, they'll go get the teacher. Um, and our teachers know that. They're all trained to know how to handle those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also just do a curriculum called like Mind Up, which just kind of teaches our kids about mindfulness, um, as that's a huge 
uh, component in this. Uh, we teach our kids all the different parts of their brain so they understand that their emotions do affect their brain. Because if they know that when I'm upset, I'm not able to think logically, it helps them understand, well, then I'm not going to be able to do my homework right now, so I need to take some time to like self-regulate again so I can do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting um, that we that you've mirrored the mental health piece mm-hmm. with this after-school piece because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much time that um, is spent with the kids, whether or not, like you said, if they're in school all day, it's six, six to six and a half hours, yeah. um, you know, give or take kids that have to take a bus or not mm-hmm. take a bus or, you know, that interim travel, and then they still got to wait for parents to get home. That's a long day for kiddos. You know, and so certainly um, having the ability to have the resources um, and now your different sites, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's great. So eight you're able. Sites now. Yeah, eight yeah. sites is amazing. 30, kid, 30 to 35 kids a piece. That is 240 just great. students total. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. because, you know, now you're not just serving, you know, the neighborhood children at Vickery Meadow, but really able to serve where we know that we have multiple different cultures mm-hmm. living all over the north the north end of Dallas yep. for certain. Mm-hmm. And um, so certainly this is wonderful. Talk a little bit about your upcoming events mm-hmm. and how the community can get involved. Well, one of the things I want to mention, uh, just as a way to talk about disrefugee children for just a quick, quick second, is that I have the privilege and honor of traveling to Australia in a few weeks uh, to present our model. I told Heather, I was like, you can be jealous. This is like a, like a legitimate <laughs> thing to be jealous about. But again, in, in all seriousness, we... Sometimes, again, as nonprofits, we kind of got our heads down doing the work. And when we start talking to other agencies across the world, they said, wait a minute, what you're doing is really unique. Mm -hmm. And so we have an honor. I have the honor of representing Hart House in a few weeks in Brisbane, uh, Australia, to talk about our model, the Hart House way. And so literally I'll walk people through how they can create community development, mental health uh, within their various contexts. So that all has formed as uh, just, just like as a way to share our story. So mm-hmm. I'm just honored that I get to share it with an international population yeah. uh, that is serving other refugee communities. So our heart and goal, again, is to advocate, maybe even come up with some consulting and something down the line yeah. to really think through how to support other agencies to do this work the correct way, like to do it with honor. So I just wanted to mention that as a way of saying, hey, Hard House is going worldwide. We're going yeah. global. Uh, and again, our approach is more of of quality, sustainability, and impact more so than just trying to add more numbers. It really is being able to deepen our relationships, like Heather said, and being able to connect with people who are like-minded, who have a heart for serving diverse people group. So we can see something like this as a, as a, as a model and as an approach to how you serve these communities well. So I get to go share that model in, in Australia. And, you know, one of the things that when we start talking about global, right, you know, and here in America, we're all, everyone wants to talk about diversity and inclusion. Well, it's not just about understanding our cultures um, because it's the same globally. Mm-hmm. It's no different whether you're in America or you're in Greece. Mm-hmm. Same thing. When I was in India a couple of years ago, we all are doing the same things. Mm-hmm. We all want the same things. We have families. We have jobs. We have um, careers. Um, we have trauma, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, there's no difference. It is understanding and being able to communicate what happens during the time of mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. during the time of family violence, mm-hmm. whether it's... Um, uh, you know, obviously we have a lot of uh, settled refugees here, mm-hmm. but it's no different from someone being there. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that two things. Number one, you're going over to help serve them, whereas they are probably have been trying to tackle the same issues mm-hmm. 
same way that you've been tackling here Mm -hmm. but now you're just coming together and bringing it together and just linking it up right and so this is no different than what i talk about all the time with nonprofit communities working and serving not in competition correct but side by side yep because just because you're in north dallas serving one population you can be in south dallas serving another population Mm -hmm. If, it, if it's the same cause, it's the same mm-hmm. things. And so your tra- trajectory and your path could actually be the same. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to communicate. Correct. you got to be able to understand each other. And that's really where the whole diversity and inclusion comes in about some of the issues that are surrounding yeah. our communities. It's a, like, it's a humanity issue. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about seeing people with humanity. I think... We make like refugee resettlement very political and all those things. But honestly, you know, if we saw people as humanity, like like them in a view of humanity as, as, as God's precious children, I think that we would have a better approach to how we treat families. We wouldn't necessarily have the border issues that we deal with. I think that we would see people like you could be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think if you see yourself in light of uh, the folks that are dealing with this particular situation, I think that you would have a better view on how to support. Because if that was your mama, you would be out there. You want to support her. And think about it. These are some mamas, some daddies, some children who are out there. And I just don't understand why we can't come to this and approach it from a humanity perspective. I think if we did that and really showed some love in tangible ways, like I'm, I, I grew up with this pastor who said it's a difference between hallelujah and doolalujah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we do a lot of hollering, uh, but we don't do enough to, to go beyond. Like, like we get excited about being able to do our one little thing, but we're not thinking holistically. And that's really mm-hmm. the, the, the message is how do we think, how, like how do we serve folks holistically? And um, how do you treat people with humanity? Because I think if you really think through those things from your approach, whether you're specialized in whatever agency you do, I think if your programming doesn't have a holistic perspective and if you don't treat your clients as neighbors mm-hmm. and from a humanity perspective, I think you miss so much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Heather, did you want to add anything to that? I think that was perfectly said. Yeah, it's it's very interesting when you start to see um, and you start to travel and you see that the same things that are going on here truly are happening everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. it was a big eye opener for me. Um, And not that um, I didn't think it was different, Mm -hmm. but to actually be in it and to see um, different things and I think that if we start to think about it just here locally and throughout the U.S. think about it if you go to another state That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's homelessness in every state mm-hmm. there are um, domestic violence survivors in every state mm-hmm. there are all of the same issues you know there's food hunger mm-hmm. um, and hunger scarcity everywhere yep We've got to start working together. I think we become selfish. I think, and I, you know, I, I'm putting myself in there too. I think that we just get so inundated with our own goals, our own things that yeah. we, again, we're not thinking, how can I link? How can I connect? How sure. can I make certain that, um, you know, how do we serve holistically? Because I think that when we think through that, that's going to make you have to partner like because you can't do it all you know that's why having a role like a director of outreach makes so much sense for us it's like okay we realize that we can't do this alone that we need to really be more robust in our outreach efforts so like we're excited to talk about family uh what is it called family fest family fest yeah yeah so is that the event that's coming up okay yeah tell us about it uh so april 6th we're having family fest I'm really excited about it. Uh, So this year we're kind of changing it up a little bit. Um, It's going to be more focused on celebrating our kids' cultures um, because I feel like that doesn't happen enough. Um, They come to a new country and they're expected to assimilate, Mm -hmm. but we don't want them to lose the fact that their culture is just as important. Um, And so it's an opportunity to share our cultures together. So it's going to be a really great day of just a lot of fun. Um, So we're going to have crafts that are going to be 
focused on different countries. We're going to have games that would be from their home countries. Uh, we're going to have a bike fixing station because so many of our kids have bikes, but okay. they're always broken. So this okay. way we can fix them. Uh, and so we're going to have face painting and henna. We're going to do some food. It's just going to be a really fun day. We're going to have some music, um, but we're going to really try to make the music from all over the world mm-hmm. um, so that all of our families can be represented and the whole community is invited to come out. We have tons of volunteer opportunities um, if people want to get involved, I could use lots of help. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about this event. And tell us where this event is going to be happening. So we are working on the location, okay. so, but it will be in Vickery Meadows. And, okay, yeah. awesome. Can you give us the website URL and Facebook and Twitter so that people can follow you? Yeah, so um, our website is hearthousedallas.org. Um, and then our Facebook account. If you just look up Heart House Dallas on every single social media, you'll be able to see it. Because even when you put in Heart House on on Insta and Twitter, it all comes up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, you guys, this has been just, you know, again, phenomenal to catch up with you. Um, Number one. Um, because there's so many great things going on and I think it's always important to, you know, be able to share what's going on because sometimes your circle knows, but the community still has to know too. And so we're just really excited again. Um, you know, I just, when I opened up, um, your email to see this new branding, it was, you know, obviously a just wonderful it's a breath of fresh air um to really just see that you guys have blossomed into this amazing agency um that you have been striving to be for the last five years that i know you've been there under the leadership and you know we know it's not easy uh this role is not for (laughs) i say it is not (laughs) for the pain art so um but kudos to you, Thanks, to your friend. leadership. I appreciate um, you. And um, and thank you for all you do for the community and for our kiddos out there. And again, thank you all for uh, listening in. And we've got some folks that have joined us on uh, Facebook Live. So thank you for tuning in with us on thank Facebook you, Live. So we've got Terry it. Walker from Commentary Services. <laughs> And Devnita Bailey. Hi, Devnita. And uh, let's see, Christine is on. So hi, Christine. What? And uh, Stephanie Broussard is on. And Mary Masters from uh, United Way, former United Way senior exec. Hi, friends. So thank you so much for you all tuning in today and for listening. And we just got a couple of minutes. If you want to just kind of wrap us up, Lenita, on anything that you want us to know. So if for any strange reason you don't remember <laughs> anything that we said, know that Heart House moves students from chaos to calm. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever level of chaos they come to us with, we have calm solutions that's going to help them thrive and beyond. And so we would love for you to partner with us. We're looking for, for strategic partners. Check out our website at www.hearthousedallas.org. Also, we're looking for calm ambassadors to, to support us financially. And so we have sponsorships available for our Family Fun Fest. We also have a World Refugee Day celebration that's coming up. With Just stay tuned for details, but there will be sponsorship opportunities for that. And... If there are any immigrant or refugee-owned companies who really want to come alongside us, we really, not that we don't invite everybody because we, we enjoy everybody, but we really want to put a spotlight to show the Texas, the DFW community, the strength and, and numbers with the refugee and immigrant-owned businesses. So we would love to have you and partner with you to celebrate our World Refugee uh, Campaign. So we are excited. Stay tuned. The website, the new website will launch in April. So many exciting things. We love y'all. Again, www.hearthousealice.org. We love you guys. Thank you so much for that wrap-up. Thank y'all for listening, and I will see you guys next week for another segment of Charity Talk with Aaliyah Henry. Thanks, Aaliyah. We love you. Oh, you're welcome.